The following is a DC comic book review originally posted on dccomicsnews.com. Please visit dccomicsnews.com to read the full version of this podcast. Immortal Men number 2 written by James Tinian the 4th artist Ryan Benjamin. Our summary. Caden Park ran out of the horrors of a subway nightmare and onto the streets of a deserted New York City. Why does the cab driver who picks him up call himself the immortal man and then disappear? Why is there a PI sent by his parents rescuing him? The questions keep coming while a patient, infinite woman prepares a tactical strike to capture Caden and eliminate the remaining immortal men. Is this really the end of forever? Time for some positives. We start to meet the immortal men through the eyes of their pursuer, the infinite woman, who rates their value as targets. A first positive is that we get to learn a little about Reload. He reminds me of Moon Knight with a Christopher Nolan-era Bane breathing mask. We learn his family mined coal, and he wouldn't, and that he later made a deal for immortality with a man in a Cambodian jungle. Good sensory details describe the coal dust coating his throat when he was a boy. When it starts to feel like a bit of an information dump, thankfully, James Tinney in the fourth pumps the brakes by shifting the attention to following Caden's trail. Another positive is the backstory for Timber, who is from the 1850s and can change her size and density. Ghost Fist is from the 20s and can draw energy and use it to transport the group over small distances. Reload can subtract time from an object in his direct line of influence, which means he can fire the same bullet over and over again. I'll be honest, that's a skill I'd like to have. We also learn that each of the members of the Immortal Men are descendants of Immortals from within the last 200 years. And the Infinite Woman wants to know why the Immortal Man chose these four. There is also a series of references that members of the House of Conquest and Vandal Savage have brothers and sisters who work for the Immortal Man's House of Action. So essentially, it's nothing but an old family thing. Another positive. An interesting twist occurs when Caden Park, the dreamer from issue number one, runs out of the subway nightmare we last saw him entering and out on to New York City streets with very few people. And then we meet the immortal man driving a cab. And then he's gone. And a PI hired by the parents rescues him by smashing into the cab. He's former Argus. And he can't reach any emergency numbers. Monsters attack. And Timber arrives for the rescue. Next, we meet the kill, 
who has just murdered Caden's parents. We then see that he created the Bloodless by repurposing dead bodies. This starts positive, but see the negatives for more. In your case, stick around and listen, they'll be coming. There is a nice use of light when the cabbie tilts the rearview mirror and it reflects on his face before he becomes the immortal man. Caden can glimpse information from people's minds, and they are called mind swipes. I like this better than mind reading, and it hints at his ability to get snippets and not the whole picture, which could be a great story device later. I like the idea that a bomb attack by the Infinite Woman in broad daylight could draw the attention of the Justice League, and that this is something Ghost Fist wants to avoid. Why do they need to fight in secret? This is a question with great potential. And it's a nice way to wrap up the positive section of our review. Stick around for the negatives. To be honest, I don't think anyone likes negatives. Maybe that's why my French Bulldog Bruno just came in the room and is staring at me. I don't even know if he likes hearing them. It could be why you'll hear some snorting, snuffling, and general French bulldog sounds. But in The Immortal Men number two, there are a few negatives. I'll start with page number five. When Reload refers to the spheres attacking them as hate spheres, I almost put down the comic. The concept felt bland, and the fact that I have seen the design since before Connor Kent's Apocalypse play toy on Young Justice, I really lost interest. Another was the idea of the kill, who reveals that creating the bloodless is a cool scene and reveal, but the line that's added about how their souls are gone and he's just using their bodies begins to take a lot of the sting out of the original Venom. The kill releases them on Caden, so that their first kill will be their own son. But without a tortured soul behind the actions, they feel mindless and ineffectual. Which leads us to the death of Caden's parents. Caden leaves his PI to find his parents murdered by the kill on the top floor of their building. It seemed too fast to be real, and then... Not just too fast, it felt like there was no impact. I thought even the deaths of Uncle Owen and Aunt Beru from Star Wars A New Hope felt more powerful than this moment. Probably not fair, but true. Stick around for my verdict and the conclusion of our review of The Immortal Men number 2. Time for the verdict. I give this one two and a half out of five potential. Learning about the House of Action through the Infinite Woman was a nice storytelling device, though it was not enough to overcome the limits that were intentionally placed on the development of characters like the Immortal Man. I need more reasons to care about Caden, other than to feel he is the vehicle that gets me to the Immortal Man. The series can get there, and I hope it will. This has been my review of The Immortal Men number 2 as originally posted 
on DCComicsNews.com. This review was originally posted on May 10th, 2018. Thank you again for listening to Storytelling with Seth. Whether you're listening on Anchor, Radio Public, Breaker, iOS, Google Play, or one of the many other platforms available, I appreciate you taking the time to listen. And if you're one of those generous supporters, thank you. If you didn't know, you can support my podcast while you're listening to this recording. Feel free to take a look for the link that says to support me. should be a really simple little button. And if you're having any trouble, don't hesitate to reach out and let me know. And I'll make sure that I'll do my best to help. But your listening, your continued support is what makes these podcasts possible. And I couldn't do it without you. So thank you again, not only for listening, but for your generous support. And for all the different platforms that you listen to Storytelling with Seth. I look forward to sharing my next story with you soon.